Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that has been nanoscaled before recording. Yeah, I'm just like really small right now. <laughs> we got you know for nano, me. they were actually kind of like very really visible. Big. Yeah, <laughs> really big. Hey, it's the noobs and the hoobie, and my name is Austin, and I'm the hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip, and, and we're, we're the, the noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before and, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. So, welcome to episode number one sixteen, covering series eight, episode two, into the Dalek. This is the one where the Doctor takes three weeks to get Clara a cup of coffee. And they like, you know, turn a Dalek into a good guy? Kinda? But not? It was already Maybe. a good guy, and then they changed it back to being a bad guy, and then they changed it back to being a good guy by restoring memory cells? Sort of? Something? Sort of? Yeah. So. Wasn't clear. This was a uh, story number 243, <laughs> originally aired August 30th, 2014, to 7.29 million viewers. So we lost, we lost, you know, a couple million from, from last week's premiere, <laughs> which, you know, that's normal. That's, that's okay. Uh, this one was co-written by Phil, Phil Ford, which, wow, why is that hard to say? <laughs> I, you know what it is? My brain says P and then F and, and my mouth goes <laughs> Phil Ford and Stephen Moffat. Uh, this was directed by Ben Wheatley. Uh, we got a new intro here, and and I say new intro here. We actually got it last week, and I forgot to mention it. Uh, so here's what happened: this was uh, this intro was originally created by a fan on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. So what? this guy, yeah, yeah, this guy Billy Hinch, uh, Hanshaw, not Hinshaw. Billy Hanshaw was a Doctor Who fan. He also happened to be a professional graphic designer. So it's not like just some, you know, some rando dude. Like this is what he did for a living. And he created an opening title sequence. And and so it was featured Peter Capaldi, right? But it was before Deep Breath. So sometime mm. between August and the airing of this episode, uh, mm -hmm. August of 2013, when it, Peter Capaldi was announced, he created this title sequence to show his clients what he was capable of. Oh. Ah. And, and he just did it based off and, of And he ended up getting yeah. the BBC as his client. Right, right. So Stephen Moffat saw it. And I, I wasn't, I didn't ever get how that happened. But Stephen Moffat saw it, called him up, and asked him to do an official one. He was like, hey, this is great. What if we brought you in and paid you to do an oh, even better terrible. version of it. And I can, uh, if you if you go to noobsinthehoovian.com, look for episode 116. I actually have uh, in the show notes a link to the original version that he did, and I can show you boys um, afterwards. Um, you can see that he really, like, you know, stepped it up a mm -hmm. little bit because he had a bigger budget. This he literally did, like, in his spare time on the side. And so he, you know, did it up a little bit better. Um, for the BBC, and it became the official opening. Wow. I want to say for all of Capaldi's time. I don't. Wow. I don't remember. I know it's th throughout wow. this season. I don't remember if if it. She was just like, yeah, let's just do this off of Doctor Who because why not? Um, well, yeah. I mean, it was like a fun like, thing for him to do. Oh, look, this is actually good. <laughs> yeah, and um, so the funny thing is, Stephen Moffat, Stephen Moffat himself calls Billy Hanshaw. And says, hey, I saw your video. How would you like to do another version of it for the BBC? Billy Hanshaw thought it was a prank. <laughs> he thought he was getting punked. And like, there's no way this is actually Stephen Moffat. And they had, so they had to like convince him. Like, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so he ended up doing it. 
And um, so he, you know, he now has like, what's funny is he has an IMDb credit for this. Wow. I think wow. it's his only one. <laughs> I think it's his only IMDb credit. But um, cool. there you go. So, you know, dreams can come true. So um, now another thing that happened this series, not only did we get a new uh, intro, I never realized this before until I caught it in the Wikia. Starting with this series, we are going down to 12 episodes per series and a Christmas special. Hmm. So do you remember last week how I said there was all the shenanigans where like, we're going to have two Christmas specials in a row. Yeah. yeah. So because uh, I'm sorry, not, not because of that. In addition to that, we are losing a regular season episode. So up until this point, it had been 13 episode season Christmas special. Yeah. Right. That was the thing. And then um, we had the, the weird stuff in series seven with Matt Smith, where you had, series 701 and a Christmas special and then series 702 and a Christmas special, (laughs) which was the regeneration. Now we're going to get series eight Christmas, 2014 series nine Christmas, 2015 Christmas, 2016 Hmm. series 10 Christmas, 2017. (laughs) Not confusing in the least. Not at all. And series eight, nine and 10 are all 12 episodes long. So instead of having 13 and a Christmas, now it's like you get 13 because of Christmas. It's kind of how it's you know, kind of how it's working out now. Mm. Um, and then of course, also twelve got twelve episodes. Seasons, hey, so. I didn't notice that. Mm. And then thirteen got 13. ten. Oh no! no I'm, I think I've mentioned that before, right? Thirteen yeah. gets she's season thirteen. 13 huh? Thirteen gets season thirteen. She though. does. They better make it thirteen episodes, or oh. I'm going to go. I didn't think of that. 13, Stab 13, that works at 10. Uh, well, 13, uh, 13, 3. You know, you're releasing this onto the internet, right? <laughs> Please don't make <laughs> threats of bodily harm. Um, no, at any rate. So, um, yeah, I never, I didn't think about that. 12 ended up with, with 12 episodes, which I, okay, cool. <laughs> like, congratulations. We're cutting a, an episode out of your season. Like, Less I don't know how content. to take that. Yay. Yay. Um, and then, as I said, um, uh, when we get to 13, we're so far. She's done two seasons and they've been 10 episodes each and, and weird stuff with their Christmas specials or lack mm. thereof. So um, I think I said uh, that I had, I had introduced us to Danny Pink last episode, uh, but I didn't. I, I think you did. Did I? You're going to say that in a few days. <laughs> Gosh, this is too confusing. <laughs> On Wednesday, you're going to hear me say <laughs> that I have already introduced Danny Pink in episode 115. Meanwhile, did I we not? actually said that. 10 minutes ago. 10 minutes ago. You did, did say that, I'm pretty sure. I know I said that. Did I actually introduce Danny Pink? Was he in Deep Breath? He wasn't in Deep Breath. No. So we wouldn't have met him, so I wouldn't have introduced him. So when you hear me say that on Wednesday, <laughs> ignore it's that. Wrong. Ignore that. I was thinking about these show notes. So Danny Pink. Um, we got to introduced uh, to Danny Pink, played by Samuel Anderson. Um, he's done a lot of stuff I've never heard of. Mm. So there you go. Uh, so he's seriously, in the cast he, for some his, reason. His IMDb is is fairly lengthy. He's done a lot of cool. stuff. I just don't know any of it because I live in the So United we're going to re- we're going to reference him but then not actually say anything <laughs> that he's from. Uh, well, just I'm just sort of throwing out there and introducing him. And by the way, this will be this will be uh, our open invitation for all of our UK listeners uh, to correct me on that and tell me like what do you guys know Samuel Anderson for if you if you know him at all what do you recognize him from because obviously I don't um, I've not seen any of the stuff that he's in or even if I have uh, I probably saw it before I knew who he was so at any rate 
Guys, Noobs in the Hooving is brought to you by R5 Website Management. You know the drill. Get your world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at an awesome price. If you've got a business, but you don't have a website, you don't have a business. you got to get online. You got to get that out there and let people know what you're doing and why you're the best at it. And the only, uh, the, the best place to start with that is a good domain. That's your www.whateveryouare.com. So go book that at store.r5websitemanagement.com. And then uh, go ahead and throw the rest of the stuff in your basket. Get your hosting, get your security, get all the things that you need for an awesome website. If you don't even know what you need for a website, Give us a call. Email me, Austin, at r5websitemanagement.com. We can help get you started. Or if you're ready to rock and roll on your own, head over to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Use the code Noobs. at checkout for 15% off your entire order and start on your awesome website today. All right. So the checklist, uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Did we not get an end to the Dalek? Did they not say we're headed, we're headed into the Dalek? I mean, this would have been, I don't if dinosaurs on a spaceship was said 17 times in that episode, <laughs> why didn't they say into the Dalek even once on this one? I didn't write it down, so we, we, we must not have. I don't know. To be fair, them saying something along the lines of time to go into the Dalek would be incredibly cheesy. I mean, they did say it's the most dangerous place. They said place. it's time to go into the Dalek. Yeah, that would have been cheesy, but they, but but it would have made sense to say, "How do we fix this? We have to go into the Dalek." I don't know. It would have made sense, but at any rate, uh, the creature of the week was Rusty the Good Dalek. <laughs> Sounds like the worst children's book ever. <laughs> Rusty the good Dalek. Like, you know, he's got a little theme song and stuff like that. So um, he doesn't know the doctor. He seemed to be uh, mm-hmm. unaware of who he was because why? He uh, erased it. No, no, no. Remember, they got that back. Remember, they downloaded that information off of space long oh. enough for a star to form in front of his face. <laughs> okay, there's that. <laughs> but this is a new doctor. Oh. Yeah, oh, ah, that's more obvious. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's way more obvious. <laughs> Forget the fact that he's been floating in space for seemingly thousands of years. Uh, yeah, whatever. whatever. Um, which I, I guess that makes sense. I guess I guess yes. inside their can they they're like sealed in so they can stand up to space. I guess, I guess. it's like a spacesuit. He was clearly of a type in space. He was clearly in space. Um, He was described as evil refined as engineering by the doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's exactly right. That's all I could think. I was like, oh, like that's poetic. (laughs) Devious right there. So, you know, do they not have any way of remotely communicating with each other? I mean, they're in giant <gasps> That's what I was metal, thinking. but clearly he got abandoned mm-hmm. in space. Yeah. Well, maybe he was like too far out for his signal to reach anybody. Maybe. 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 That could be. I mean. Except for the fact that like they can apparently everywhere. like though communicate through time and space and dimensions like, and everything else. So. Aside from the fact that radio waves don't stop. I mean, they don't, they don't, yeah, they don't stop, but they don't, they don't travel throughout the universe instantaneously either. Yeah. Yeah. So but like. It would take a bit. Right, that's what but I'm saying. Like it depends would, on where they where he was. And he would keep floating. Like you can't You know the other thing is keep. we've seen a Dalek like disappear like do an emergency uh time jump or something, right? Did we? Yeah. We've seen we saw so. a Dalek one time like everything was exploding around it and it was like emergency uh he didn't say what is it, temporal shift or something like that. And then mm. just went, and then we saw him later. Oh, um, well, I mean, I don't remember. I Clearly, Dalek this Con, Dalek maybe? was damaged. Oh, that's true. So, mm. yeah, yeah, it's really interesting when you have uh, these horde type villains, 
like the Daleks, like the Borg, like Cybermen, and then you get face to face with just one of them. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. kind of you know it, it's interesting, and in this case, we not only got face to face with one, we just like went inside. Yeah, like, let's go inside. Let's of poke it. around for a little bit, and, and actually, they did get face to face with Tiny Doctor. <laughs> Who was the size of the Dalek's eyeball, <laughs> looking him eye to eye, and then they just <laughs> oh, excuse like me, eyes to eye walked through the like eye stalk, which is not oh yeah there, which apparently yeah. that's not glass there, that's Apparent- plasma. Yeah. What is yeah. <laughs> what that's was that? why it's the weak point of course. oh hey all of a sudden actually that makes sense. yeah yeah the bullet goes straight through and like. Into the Dalek itself, into or the brain, or whatever the whatever the thing was there. So, uh, let's see. Under jiggery pokery, the Sonic can seal up metal. He used it straight up like a um, welding torch. He's like, woom, yeah. woom. There we go. Yeah, yeah, we're all good now. Uh, let's see. The TARDIS. Um, what did I put here? It's smaller. No, it's smaller on the outside. Oh uh, yeah, because someone beamed directly in or something. Who was that? Uh. Yeah, it was it was like this week's extra companion or whatever. Um, yeah. can't think of her name. Um, because he he saved her from her exploding ship or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. And then yeah, so then she walks out of it, a la Donna. And mm-hmm. so her first encounter with the TARDIS was from the inside, and then she walks outside mm-hmm. and says it's smaller on the outside. And the doctor says it's a bit more exciting the other way around. <laughs> Which I mean, think about that. Like, okay, it, yes, it would blow your mind to be in a big a big giant room walk out of it and realize you were inside of a tiny little box. Yeah. But it's not quite as mind-blowing as seeing a tiny little box going, we're not even going to fit in there, and walking in, it's like, whoa. Yeah, there's a whole other dimension in here or whatever. Yeah, uh, Rory got, I remember like the doctor was making fun of Rory. Right, yeah, like, yeah. It's like It's a pocket dimension. Yeah, it's a pocket dimension. Yeah. He's like, I like when people say it's bigger on <laughs> the right. inside. I like that bit. Uh, let's see, random jiggery-pokery, um, or is this, I guess, sort of random tech I guess I the nanoscalar Corbin, you threw that on there. What do we got? I just, I love the name is so misleading because you think they're going to, you know, go down to like the size of atoms or something. Yeah. But no, it's more like a pill cap. They were bigger than the kids in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, it does make sense because you still need to be able to get around and function. Like, yeah, that's true. They, they want the size them to of be atoms. as large as possible to be right. doing surgery from inside of someone, but even still, like, right. nanoscalar, not just macroscalar like micro. or something. Anything. <laughs> microscalar? I don't, so I don't, micro implies that you can't see it with Small the naked eye. Macro means bigger. So <laughs> Smallinator? Yeah, but we use macro. <laughs> we use Has macro that been a thing? To, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've, there's, there's something that we use mi- macro to describe that are really small, but you can still see them, obviously. Okay. Yeah, it was it was definitely a a, uh, a slightly misleading. It was not nanoscalar. That's right, for sure. right. Because you hear nanoscalar and you're thinking like, uh, oh, what was that movie? The um, the you're the, thinking the, ant, the great ant-man, Odyssey basically. or the Great Adventure or whatever, where they like shrink down. Or or sorry, excuse me. Let me let me use a generationally specific one. Uh, the Magic School Bus, uh-huh. where they get like shrunk down and they're like the size of a blood cell. <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking. Right? Uh-huh. Right? School bus the size of a blood cell, but no, they were like like you could see them, like mm-hmm. you could like. Clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had to be able to pick up the tube or whatever. I, the tube. Oh, right. The, yeah, that was weird. Fly for some that reason. scene was weird. So, uh, let's see. I didn't have anything else on the checklist. Anything else you guys had? No. Uh, let's really. see. The, uh, the doctor. <laughs> In what I am going to deem my favorite 12th doctor line so far, 
don't be a lasagna. <laughs> not only, not only the just the randomness of that that sentence, but also the way he said lasagna. <laughs> Something about the way his mouth was shaped when he said lasagna. Uh, he's, this was uh, in regard to um, have you ever microwaved a lasagna without uh, pricking the film cover first? You know, you know. So that's why you. What was it? They were supposed to keep breathing, not hold their breath. Yeah, because if they didn't, yeah. then they were going to end up popping. Which yeah. how does that? How does that work? What, because apparently air? it's going to shrink down the thing you're in. It's going to shrink down you. What? It's going to shrink down your clothes, but not it's not air. smart yeah. enough to shrink down the air in your lungs. Which which means there are other things in your body that aren't air. Well, not only that. that by that classification, what about the, shouldn't shrink down. What about the air inside the little container that they were in? Shouldn't the container have popped? Exploded? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean. Well, there so was none in this, it. All this was was... Uh, you know, an attempt to say, this is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. On a production level. So they could I mean, have just had the door open, sucked all the air out, closed the door, and then take the five seconds that it shrinks like, them down. Yeah. Expel open up the door. all of your air and then do it real quickly. Why do you have to keep breathing? How does that help at all? Because yeah. as quickly as they shrunk. That's true. Yeah. 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 Because it, it wasn't a five minute process. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was, a couple of seconds. If all that air didn't shrink with them, then they would have just exploded. Right. Or at least, whether or at least their lungs would have like swollen and something. ripped or something. Anyways, uh, Corbin noted that the doctor was holding coffee when he rescued Journey Blue at the beginning of the episode. So Corbin's like, it's just like holding oh coffee. God. What's that all about? <laughs> then we come to find out this was this was one of the greatest callbacks ever. This was because uh, in the end of the last episode, the doctor, I'm sorry, Clara sent the doctor to fetch coffee. Remember we had the line Which, we talked about last week. I don't think not I'm a fetching type of person. Occurred. What do you mean? Like they were totally going together to go yeah, get that coffee. To go. Right. So at some point the doctor just goes, oh, I'll go get some coffee. I'll be right back. And hops in the TARDIS, leaves, gets two cups of coffee, Which, gets back in the TARDIS, and then on I, his yeah. way back through time and space encounters Journey Blue in distress. I don't they just They're <laughs> walking together away from the TARDIS. Somehow he got away from her, got the coffee, then went, forgot her and took the TARDIS and who knows what from there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, mm, let's see here. So I've got some notes that I copied over from the Wikia, and now I don't remember what this is all about. So let me see. Uh, that is kind of important. Important. Okay. All right. So yeah, this was um, this was a. Th- remember how we talked a little while ago about the regenerations getting progressively more violent, uh-huh. and I was like, and then and then twelves was the least violent of new who so far uh-huh. and we talked yeah. about it. well yeah because it's Cause a new cycle and we were like wow that is a lot of meaning placed on those little special effects here this is kind of another thing where um going all the way back to the sixth doctor so so all right let me let me just read this out and then we can digest it so the 12th doctor questions his morality right he's he asks clara am i a good man remember mm-hmm. that was that was like explicitly the theme of this episode because it was, he directly asked Clara and at the end of the episode, wasn't her answer. I don't know. She said, I don't know. And then at the end of the episode, she also said, I don't know. So, but you try to be or something. Yeah. 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 She like, like one of those cop out answers. (laughs) (laughs) You're not, but you are trying. So (laughs) a for effort. That's right. Uh, C for execution. Uh, Let's see. So right before the doctor's uh, conscious, right before the sixth doctor's conscious identity of who he was and what he stood for faded out of existence. 
after inducing his own regeneration. He decided to let go of his moral restraints and hesitations. Okay. Who wrote that? Good on This was in the Wikipedia. So the sixth doctor was um, induced his own regeneration. And as as he is regenerating, according to the Wikia, uh, it says he decided to let go of his moral restraints and hesitations, and they reference an audio adventure. Um, This gave rise to the much more manipulative seventh doctor. So apparently, again, this is according to the Wikia, because we haven't even encountered the seventh doctor. Apparently, he's a little bit more uh, pulling some shenanigans, a little bit more manipulative, right? The eighth doctor, it says, took this a step forward, a step further, and let go of the name of the doctor to become a warrior. And we mm-hmm. saw that, right? So the eighth yeah. doctor, he's he's lived his life, and now he's come to a point where he's got to abandon, kind of uh, like shunt his morality altogether and become the warrior regenerating into uh, the war doctor who no longer made promises to people. Huh. Mm. So after forgetting everything that happened in the day of the doctor, right? He actually saved Gallifrey. He is, he forgets about that. The ninth doctor showed a higher level of aggression and darkness than his predecessors. Remember we've talked about kind of, um, emo doctor. Yeah. Emo doctor a little mm-hmm. bit. And then similarly, it says the 10th doctor turned unwilling to give anyone second chances shortly after regenerating. Mm. Right. So we've seen sort of this progression, according to the Wikia, we've seen this yeah. progression starting with the sixth doctor's regeneration that the doctor's getting like further and further away from his code, right? The yeah. promise of the doctor. And now he's starting to come back. And that's that was their point, was that Eleven, at the end of his time, began to have regrets. He now s- remembers that he did save Gallifrey because, you know, uh, the war doctor saved Gallifrey with the help of 10 and 11. At, well, actually, with the help of all of the doctors. And then... <laughs> in his regeneration forgets about that. So nine and 10 and 11 go through their times with all that guilt and, and everything thinking that they're a terrible person. And then 11 all of a sudden now remembers it because mm-hmm. he lives his part of it and is able to retain those memories. And so then he spends all that time saving the town called Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Then he regenerates now into the 12th doctor who is now immediately starting out his, his incarnation with, am I a good man? Am I mm-hmm. a good person? So it's just kind of an interesting like character journey here uh, of of the doctor's sort of personal morality, right? We've explored that a little bit before that, you know, his morality is not ours. Yeah. He's a little bit different, <laughs> right? He is an alien. Yeah, he's had a couple times where he's chewed out a companion, like get over yourself. You're out here in space where things are big and scary and it's not as cut and dry as maybe mm-hmm. you think back on Earth. So live with it, deal with it, or like move on, go home. All right. Or die with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. That, or, I guess that's an option. So who's who? <laughs> who is Danny? Uh, Danny's complicated, ain't he? He's kind of mm. a complicated dude. What are you, are you saying no, dude. Corbin? Or what are you saying? I mean, I don't see him as being extremely complicated. Just hard to get a read on him mm-hmm. in this first episode, right? Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I don't really think so. You don't think so? All right, tell me about him then. Well, it's, uh, he's just... He's a guy that fought in a war and clearly saw some bad things, and now he's trying to get over that a little bit. Right. And, you know, he's a little awkward because a lot of people are bringing it up, and he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Well, there's Danny. <laughs> so, I'm just saying it's, he's, he's, a, he's a layered character, 
right off the yeah. bat. Yeah, I guess better than most of the side characters we meet in terms of personality, but definitely better than uh, historically our introduction to romantic interests of the companions. <laughs> <laughs> and or Mickey. Yeah. Otherwise. Well, I was going to say, uh, think Mickey and think Rory at the beginning. Yeah. Very I mean, like Rory, Rory was not cool at the <laughs> beginning. Like, he was terrible for like several episodes. Uh, just, like, why, why are you always you leaving me? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why are you with the doctor? <laughs> Actually, it was very, it was pretty spot on. <laughs> really a lot like that. It was pretty spot on. Uh, so then who is Clara? The doctor says, she's not my assistant. She's some other word. <laughs> my carer she cares so Companion. i don't have to yes yeah and she says i'm his carer he says yes she cares so i don't was, have to to which the boys both go ding <laughs> um let's see he he the doctor says her hips are fine she's built like a man <laughs> what? What? like i you know what's funny is like <laughs> i feel like um remember we, we, we we've talked before about how the doctor is just sort of this asexual being except <laughs> for when river's around then he's a <laughs> pile of hormonal goo um but like with amy there was sort of this tension mm-hmm. of well okay uh, going back to rose and ten oh, yeah. there was a lot of tension for sure and then with amy and 11 there was a one-sided tension <laughs> yeah amy sided you mean? exactly yeah. that's exactly what i mean um and then um now we've you know in deep breath um vostra said you know, he's not your boyfriend yeah. to, to Clara. Um, accused her of flirting and all this kind of stuff. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that here, the 12th Doctor is like, is really picking on her a lot. <laughs> and picking on things like, like when he says, uh, handles, you've regenerated, uh, you've gone like down or something like, like you like it's worse now that yes. you've regenerated into Clara's body. The <laughs> Cyberman who is now just ahead and very decrepit looking and Clara is a step is down. Is a step down. That. Yes. And then he says, you know, her hips are fine. She's built like a man. Um, you know, and there's this there, he's constantly just jabbing her like really mean, <laughs> really mean spirited. So she's like, Oh, well, thanks for that one. Um, apparently she has a particular face when she's about to slap the doctor. Oh, that was, that was um, fun. Um, and then I love the back and forth that he kept having about, do I really not pay you? And she says, you couldn't afford you me. Afford you know? me. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so who is the doctor as we're continuing to get to know, uh, the 12th doctor, he gets distracted easily. Um, I don't know if that's particular. <laughs> To the twelfth doctor, mm-hmm. that's fairly. I think that's just general. That's fairly, yeah. That's fairly <laughs> consistent. Um, he asks Clara for an honest, cold, calculated response. Am I a good man? So we're going to see no. this <laughs> kind of as a as a series uh, theme for series eight here. Um, he oh, by the way, he regenerated with fillings in his teeth <laughs> when he was sliding down. I rewound this to make sure when he was sliding down the the chute into the organic dump. And the camera is kind of looking up at him and he's going, ah, you can see his teeth and you can see Peter Capaldi's fillings. And because he was 55 years old in 2014, these were fillings that were not white porcelain. So they were very obvious and you could see them. And I was like, that's interesting. Hmm. The doctor regenerates complete with fillings. So not only who frowned me this, this face. (laughs) <laughs> who frowned who me this face? <laughs> yes, who filled these fillings in for me? So. Who frowned me these teeth? I mean, mouth or whatever. What? Face. Face. <laughs> so he said, funny. who frowned <laughs> me this face? Yeah. That's so funny. Um, let's see. <laughs> he, um, these are attack aircraft. Yeah. 
He says, uh, was it Clara? He said, go do a clever thing. When you do, I'll show it something that will change it forever. I have no idea what. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of goes back to um, in in uh, the the uh, the time of the Doctor, the Christmas special, when he says, you know, oh, same as usual, you know, uh, hope something, stall, hope, hope something amazing happens, take the credit, you know, <laughs> how it usually goes, whatever, whatever. Uh, let's see. When I, the Doctor says, when I started, I was just running. I called myself the doctor, but it was just a name. Then I went to Scarrow and I realized who I was. The doctor is not the Daleks. So this is, this is an interesting thing for him to say, because how accurate would you guys say that statement is? Uh, the doctor is not the Daleks. Not very. Despite mm. how much he thinks he doesn't kill people, he does all the time. Right. Mm. And, He's and, like, oh, I'm not a murderer. Unless you forget all the Cybermen, all the Daleks, <laughs> the freaking children of the Rachnos. Yeah. Just forget about all yeah. those times I brutally murdered hundreds. Oh, let's not and forget about the family of blood. Yeah. Yeah. That was worse Locking than murder. them in eternal just, torture. <laughs> Trapped a girl they in They didn't want to die. That's right. So no. <laughs> so they won't. <laughs> so now they never will. It's like all of a sudden, that episode of, the, of Doctor Who turned into a Twilight Zone episode in the last sure. 30 minutes. Yeah. It was like, what happened? It was well, such well, an about, unnecessary part of the episode. It was so weird. Um, Trapped her at a collapsing uh, so like, again, star. Yeah. Despite what he may say or think, he does. he's a murderer half the time. So for him, he thinks that the name the Doctor and the promise that it implies, right? We, t- we talked about this a little while ago. Never cruel, never cowardly. Um, you know, always... Whatever, whatever it is, like always help those that, that you can or that kind of thing. Um, and now he's saying that that first trip to Scaro that we've seen, that was the, the second serial ever, um, that's when he realized who he was. He was the opposite of the Daleks. And which is interesting because in that episode, they weren't that terrible. Yeah. They were like typical bad guy of the week, right? They but, were freaking radiation stricken monstrosities right. that yeah. you know fought with the other race on their planet and right that and was over about time it. they turn into like the ultimate arch enemy of the time lords and the doctor in particular but when he first saw them they weren't any worse than but that you know was like his second serial and as we see with clara like when clara goes back and like oh you should take that other box we see that Hartnell is the one that left, so this is probably close to, like, one of his first adventures. So, like, this is one of the first it, ba- it, baddies he meets, and just seeing how okay, bad they all right, are, okay. I, I get that, probably actually. got... That. Okay. Yeah. So, up to, okay, so what you're saying is, up to that point, it was the worst thing he'd ever seen. Yeah. Okay. All I mean, right. If that's, that really that's was... Enough. That's fair enough. His but, second adventure, and nothing happens in the first episode, if... Yeah, seeing the Daleks were yeah. the first people, then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I can get that. All right, so I'll give you that. I'll go ahead and give you that. But still, yeah. does his line match up that he defined no. himself mm-hmm. as the antithesis of the Daleks? And then my next note says what Rusty said. You are a good Dalek. <laughs> I mean, if a good Dalek is a Dalek that kills all the other Daleks, <laughs> that is definitely the doctor. Um, no, but if I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact context there, I think the exact context was, um, 
Or wait, was was that the context? Well, I mean, that this, was wasn't this it? Dalek being a good Dalek and having his sole mission in life to kill all the other Daleks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't the the lone Dalek in Dalek with Eccleston? Didn't he say you would make a good Dalek or something mm-hmm. to that effect? Well, I, I think he did because I feel like because he has heard this before from Dalek to murder him right. in cold blood. And, right, and know. that's what I'm saying is. Him making this statement where he's defining himself in opposition to the Daleks, he's on many occasions been shown to be the ultimate Dalek in mm-hmm. one in one regard or another. So, anyways, um, on a lighter note, uh, Clara says, "When will I see you again?" He says, "Sooner or later, one of those. I don't know. <laughs> Today, tomorrow, maybe yesterday. I don't know when you'll see me next. So we'll see. Maybe yesterday." All right, guys, News in the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do here, we help you enjoy your enjoyment even more, and you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you do. Head over to noobsinthewhovian.com slash support. You can see all of the awesome ways that you can support us there, whether it's a one-time donation to sponsor an individual episode, a $15 one-time donation to sponsor a season, and we will give you a shout-out on the episode, uh, on, the, on the show, as uh, the sponsor of that given episode or a sponsor for the season. But you can also become a monthly contributor uh, through our Patreon pay, uh, page, which we still have not named the new levels. Or Ooh. excuse me, let me mm. rephrase that. They're still listed as Fez and um, Bowtie. Uh, so we haven't... Uh, we we haven't, have to have uh, attack eyebrows. That's got to be one of <laughs> oh, I like that one. Maybe $20 a month. You could be the attack eyebrows. <laughs> uh, so at any rate, our, our promise to you was if you become the first... Uh, sponsor at one of those levels, we'll let you name the level uh, within reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> no um, uh, uh, what was that? Snot Man, something like I don't, I don't know. What? <laughs> Anything. Okay. I was thinking Davros did no wrong or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, at any rate, head over to noobsinthehoobian.com slash support and become a supporting patron of family friendly independent media today. So that brings us down to our classic Who connection. We're going to hear what. Uh, what classic Who connections Jared has for us this week. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for Into the Dalek. So the doctor claimed that morgues were easy to escape from. He was able to do that because he did escape or break out of a morgue as the eighth doctor in the TV movie Doctor Who that was shortly after his regeneration. Uh, There was a brief mention by Colonel Morgan Blue about the doctor and Clara possibly being duplicates. So back in Resurrection of the Daleks, Davros attempted to duplicate the fifth doctor to use that duplicate in an attempt to attack and kill the Gallifreyan High Council, but the Fifth Doctor escaped first. Uh, But they obviously could make other duplicates, so other duplicates or Dalek replicants, uh, as they were also called, were used to attack Earth. Now, it was first revealed in Revelation of the Daleks, that Davros would convert bodies into a protein-type food for the Daleks, which is disgusting. The second Doctor made good Daleks in the serial The Evil of the Daleks. He did that by introducing the human factor into them. That's a process that's about as inventive as the name Human Factor. 
Unfortunately, all of these good Daleks were killed by the unaltered Daleks. The Doctor references his first trip to Scarrow in the serial The Daleks. And finally, in the modern undead, we see that uh, Alistair Gordon Lethbridge-Stewart retired from unit in order to teach mathematics in a public school. Interesting thing to do in retirement, but that's what he did. And we see that mirrored in this episode in, by Danny Pink, who retired to teach mathematics. So that's all the classic Who connections we have. Uh, I enjoyed this one. It wasn't one of my favorite Dalek episodes. I have a feeling I know what the uh, noobs in the Whovian are going to rate it. Um, I might be higher because I, I don't have an unnatural hatred of the Daleks that is just totally inexplicable. Uh, but uh, I, I'm still, it's not one of my highest. So I'm going to give this one six and a half out of ten. Honey, I Shrunk the Doctors. And not a ton of creep creepiness going on. Uh, not a whole high creep level in this one. Uh, right now, I actually can't even think of anything that was creepy. So I'll just give it 50 out of 500 for the creep levels. So thank you to the TARDIS Wikia for help with the Classic Who Connections and to the Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. I just love the um, the sci-fi concept of creating a duplicate or a clone of someone, mm-hmm. but making them evil so that they'll do oh, yeah. your bidding. It's yeah, of course. It's not how people work. It's like we were just talking about copy and paste without Ooh. formatting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Match the current settings, not the not the inherited settings. Yes, <laughs> nice. All right, so Jared gave it uh, 6.5 out of 10. Honey, I Shrunk the Doctors. Trip, <laughs> what do you got? I think I'm going to go 6.5. Like, I don't think, well, goo-eyed Daleks, because, like, the... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't think it was the worst Dalek episode, but I don't really like the idea of the big bad having, like, a good side just because it saw a star or something. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't well, really I love make it. sense. It wasn't, it wasn't even really a good side. It was kind of him realizing... No matter what we do, there's going to be life. So I'm going to kill all the Daleks. And like, yeah. Where did that he, come he from, went, really? Okay, you can't uh, win a never-ending battle. So instead so of trying t- to win, I'm just yeah. going to go kill all my fellow brethren for no reason. Instead of trying to well, attack no the rest of the universe, I'm going to start attacking the Daleks. Yeah, I... The Daleks this, will keep coming this, as we've this seen. This is something you have to do at some point like with. Your point is kind of proving itself. Because if you can't stop life and the Daleks are life, then you can't stop Well, the I don't think he either. means you can't stop any form of life. It just means you can't stop life. Like All it's going to continue to happen. I guess, but but it, you run into this problem. If you spend enough time with a recurring villain, you're going to run into this problem where you go, but what if one of them turned good? Which I think you is know? stupid. We've done it. We, we've done it with the Borg. Um, I'm trying to think of other. The Borg. I'm surprised it doesn't happen in, earlier. In, in TNG, you're going to meet a Borg that. Uh, actually, in TNG and in Borg? Voyager. Um, I don't think we've met them yet. No, we. Haven't. Uh, I think we did one. I think we did one episode with them. Um, yeah. They're like mindless droid robot 
they're not robots. They're, they're, um, um, uh, cyborgs. Um, and they are the recurring villain for TNG, like on into the movies and then out into, uh, Voyager, um, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there was, there was rumors that they were going to appear in an episode of discovery season one. I mean like that, they're like a dominating, uh, character, uh, right up there with like the Klingons and everything. Uh. Um, and you know, there's another one, you know, eventually they made Klingons allies. Um, but it was a little bit different. Um, but you kind of, at a certain point, you kind of have to do that. I mean, I don't have a problem with this format. The thing I do, the, Oh, what if one of them was good? The problem I do have is that the motivation behind it. No. Why is there only one? Like whenever you have this sort of story, the entire race has one unified mindset that we must kill all life. Yeah, but that's one not of them how turns good. <laughs> that's Only not how one of them. It's not like okay. a small tribe hiding out. Okay, so it's so the trope that they used here, and that is the trope that happens very often, particularly with the Borg, is they got disconnected from the central mind, the hive mind, or or whatever the, the network that they, that the Daleks have, it got disconnected from it. And that's why. And that, yeah, I know, I know, but that's, Stupid. that's the trope. That's the trope. Yeah, but like, he's surely not the only Dalek that's gotten disconnected. Well, the, only, the, only, matter, Dalek that the only one that got disconnected for thousands of years floating around in space and witnessed the birth of the star. So it's, I mean, surely and whole legions the have gotten disconnected though. Like, uh, possibly. I don't know. Entire groups. So at any rate, um, who was giving their score? Trip, you just gave yours. Corbin, what about yes. you? I'm going to say six floating antibodies. <laughs> Not as good Those as the antibodies stupid. in the Tesselecta, in my opinion. There mm. were antibodies in the Tesselecta? Well, oh, oh, yes. Remember, uh, remain, remain <laughs> calm. Your <laughs> life will be extracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those guys... Y'all don't remember those guys? They were the I know, best. I, I remember, remember them. them. They, they were, were the so best. dumb. When they first said the <laughs> antibodies, and I was like, oh, is it going to be them? And, I, and then it wasn't. No. It was just like little floating balls I love, shooting lasers. I love that because there is so much extra technology in building a tiny floating ball to get rid of. What is going to get inside the suit of I a Dalek <laughs> anyways? What is the point of these things? Yeah, the fact that there were internal cameras uh, yeah, were, that part especially. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm let me gonna, see what's going on in sector twenty six of, of my, my own body. body. Yeah, of my body. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it six out of ten late cups of coffee. Um, yeah, <laughs> very late. I, I, this this one wasn't uh, wasn't my fave. Um, honestly, yeah. I remembered from the title. I remembered that they shrunk down and went inside of a Dalek. That's all I could remember. Um, and apparently that's all you need to remember. So because that's all that's <laughs> pretty <laughs> self-explanatory <laughs> in the title, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jared gave it fifty out of five hundred creep levels. Not a lot going on there. Um, anybody else? I'm gonna um, say 40. <laughs> Just, it wasn't super creepy. There was, there no was creepy nothing parts. really creepy about it. All right. So what are you giving it, Trip? I said forty. Forty. Uh, I'm gonna go one twenty-five, mainly by because of being. Uh, you know, chased by the antibodies and then diving into a pool of people. Uh, uh, yeah, well, what's the thing about that? Yeah, pile of protein. But what people? The Daleks don't eat people. They don't. How did the people get in the Dalek? I don't understand. They kill you and they leave you there. They don't come back and start munching on your flesh. <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> uh, I think the doctor. Was, yeah, didn't didn't really. I mean, the one guy died. <laughs> it's almost he was implied that him. that entire pit is filled with people 
who were caught by the antibodies and put <laughs> inside the stomach of that Dalek or some crap. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's, it seems to be implied that there is a lot going on with, uh, within the Daleks. They're yeah. like, that it's not uncommon for, for something to, to end up yeah. inside of a Dalek. Enough like so that fly? they need... Uh, a fly could just fly into your I mean, eye stalk. I guess, I, yeah. I guess, but I wouldn't think an, a fly would cause much problems that would require an extermination force of, of antibodies. Yeah. But uh, apparently there is. I, apparently. Yeah. All right. Um, so any... Uh, oh, wait Oh, my notes freaked out. What? Where'd they go? <laughs> my notes are just like all of a sudden at the top. I don't know. Um, we didn't have any um, uh, listener input this this go around. Oh, theories. Um, any th- we so we had another recurrence. Uh, we had another sighting of Missy and Heaven when uh-huh. uh, you know random side care. Excuse me, red shirt number two, uh, yeah. whatever her name was. I don't even remember now. Um, died and as she's like being zapped and going ah. All of a sudden, she's not being zapped anymore, and she's in heaven. Mm. So, so it's not just heaven. robots. So um, I'm going to take okay. away All right, good that point. she's the creator of the robots because that doesn't seem very likely. Saying as a human end up there. Yeah, it's okay. I got you. So, but she died inside a rope. That doesn't matter. That I'm going to take away. Like, well, of course, she's not a. Robot, All right. So here's so. here's what we have. Uh, uh, so far, Corbin and Trip uh, both. Uh, well, Corbin said this, and Trip agreed. The half-faced man didn't actually die, but was put into a new body of some kind. That's not heaven, though it could be the promised land because we still don't know what the promised land is. Trip said Missy is not a robot, but perhaps the creator of the clockwork droids. Now you're saying no, yeah, because now we've had a human being end up in Missy's heaven, which oh. means I think it's also. It doesn't have anything to do with the previous theory. Yeah, this does change a lot. I think it's more of a uploading your conscious sort of thing. Except, I guess they do it remotely as you're dying or something. They grab your consciousness just before you die and take you up. Put it in a suit or something? Not in a suit. Like, this is a simulation or something. Oh, that's a good More along those lines. I don't really think that makes much sense. Well, but. you don't have to agree. <laughs> yeah, that's no I'm one's saying. forcing you or anything. All right, so Corbin, you're saying heaven is some kind of simulation, uh huh? Where uh, where they upload your consciousness uh, remotely at death? You're saying? I mean, I'd assume remotely because we don't see anyone swoop in there and like plug a well. So we had we SD had, card. We had somebody in Victorian skull. London, and now we have somebody in. Gosh, where where they wherever the they even future. were, yeah, in the future in space, right? Uh, both end up in the same place with Missy. Yes. All right. So, um, Trip, uh, Corbin, um, your your thing about Missy, you said Missy is the bad guy, perhaps the creator of the robots. Or are we getting rid of? Rid of? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's okay. But you are you sticking with she's the bad guy? Well, yeah. I like still feel seri- like that's the series a fair guess that okay. she's the bad guy. I'm just going to get rid of like all of my previous theories because like none of those make any sense now. Okay. I mean, obviously so she's not a robot, but like that's not really a theory. <laughs> that's that was. She's also not a reindeer. Mm. Yes. <laughs> according she to list all the things she's not. According she to my does theory. not turn into a cheetah. She night. is not a carrot. <laughs> 
Not even remember. If we go through everything she's not, then eventually we should find what she is. Hey. Uh, so do you have any thoughts on uh, on heaven and what's going on there? Um, nope. Just thinking hard, I guess but not. no, not, <laughs> Apparently not, not really. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. That's fair. You, know, you don't have to have something. So. All right, guys, um, as of right now, <laughs> as I keep saying, because <laughs> so far it hasn't changed, uh, mm-hmm. Bill and Ted 3 is uh, still currently slated to premiere in theaters and video on demand August 28th. I checked our local theater, and they aren't saying anything yet about Bill and Ted mm. on, on the website. Mm. So don't know what that means. I still have not heard where it's supposed to be streaming on video on demand. So I just I cannot figure out what is going on with Bill and Ted three? Because I feel like even prior to the pandemic, I was not hearing nearly enough about this movie. Oh yeah. Like we should have had a teaser trailer about this movie last August. (laughs) And the first trailer for it dropped during the pandemic. I mean, think about that. Maybe they just finished the movie or something. Who knows? Maybe, but I mean, at any rate, they, they, they didn't, they have not released any, thing out there there's no hype machine there's nothing they they had a facebook page and then they had a facebook group and the facebook group was a disaster area it was just full of nonsense and spam and hatred and which i guess that is to say it was on facebook um (laughs) (laughs) but um i literally i left the group because it was such nonsense that had nothing to do with the movie and I told them, I like messaged the moderators or whatever. And I was like, guys, this group is awful. Why aren't y'all in here doing anything about it? And then the Facebook page went dead silent for like months. The first time I heard from them was the trailer. And I was like, okay. And now they're like starting to post a little bit. But I'm like, the movie's like weeks away, like two weeks away. And not they're like hyping anything sometimes up, posting not things. teasing any little yeah. things. They just released Dropping the third the trailer. trailer. Yeah. It's useless. I don't know why they released it. I don't know if there was anything in the third trailer that wasn't in the first and second trailer. It was like it was like somebody took the first and second trailer and just did a smash cut, cut and recut it into a third shorter trailer. It's, shorter. Like, it's like 45 seconds or something. I don't know. Nice. So I'm not happy with, with uh, how this is mm-hmm. all happening, but uh, that's okay. So it is premiering August 28th somewhere, somehow. So <laughs> as, as soon as we find that out, uh, make sure, guys, if you're not already, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, Facebook.com slash Noobs and the Whovian. Twitter, we're at Noobs Whovian. And uh, as soon as we find anything definitive, we'll release it there and uh, and try and keep you up to date. So for next week... Uh, because, um, and, and actually, depending on where this thing drops, next week might be the last episode before the the, <laughs> the timey-wimey. It's getting close. Um, we're going to be moving on to Series 8, Episode 3, Robot of Sherwood. So we're going to be moving right on through uh, Series 8. Guys, Noobs and the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Tripp. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shoutouts, as always, to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Noobs and the Whovian. Twitter, we are at Noobs Whovian. And you can email us directly at Noobs and the Whovian at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, like us, give us some stars, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're in the, the noobs. noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>